Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A dance studio. A coming studio. We're examining meeting rooms, gym, and office spaces. To learn more about HopCP, please visit the website. Your contribution is greatly appreciated, but if you want to help in other ways, such as volunteering, we would love the support. Check it out today. School boards, municipalities are reducing or closing down after school programs. The net effect is our youth and not getting the programming we believe they deserve. We want to be the solution for the silent minority. Our youth. We provide youth and young adults subtle programming and initiatives to help and inspire the youth to follow their dreams and be who they want to succeed and inspire out of their dark space. We don't have time for any of that crap. <laughs> we are going to go to our first guest here in just a few seconds. Hello? Hello, Tina. It's James Lowe with uh, Talk America Live. How are you, my friend? Hi. Oh, I'm doing great. How are you today? Pretty good, actually. I am going to go uh, get our co-host here, Don Mazella, and bring him into the... Uh, mix here so we can uh, do some chitty chatting here on our broadcast and uh, we have got a great guest with us today Tina Payne joins us her website tinapayne.com that's tinapayne.com and uh, I believe Don is uh, with us Don can you hear us Good stuff. We have got uh, we have got our co-host with us today, Don Mazzella. We've got our guest, Tina Payne, business, life coach, spiritual advisor, healer, author, public speaker. She is amazing. Check out TinaPayne.com. <laughs> and we are uh, pleased to welcome to Talk America Live today, Tina Payne. She's a successful businesswoman and real estate investor. She's a consultant. She's an advisor. And... Uh, she joins us live here on our big program. And, of course, uh, Tina is amazing. Um, first of all, Tina, give us a little bit on your background, my friend. Okay, well, first I want to go ahead and just just send a shout-out to the families of those that were involved. If, if you're hearing this for the first time last night at about 1130 at, at night um, in California, Thousand Oaks, there was borderline bar and grill that had 12 people die from a gunman that's 28 that killed himself. So I first want to just say God bless them and their families, and I hope that they find a healthy, happy recovery uh, to their pain. So it might even be people I know. I, ha- I haven't been able to get in touch with people that live over there yet. So anyway, just to start out, I just want to put that out there so people know about it in case they didn't know. Um, I'm an ultra-intuitive business coach and spiritual master, and I have been gifted clairvoyantly since I was three, four years old. And I go around teaching people and other people that have businesses how to run their businesses or coach other people. So in clairvoyant gifts and as well in regards to what they need in their life. So that's where the life coach happens. So... So I've been doing this. I've, I've been a celebrity. I've been on the Oscars red carpet two years in a row, um, hosting. And I am now an entrepreneur that's been in business for a while. I have five companies, a jewelry line, uh, a hair oil line, and all of my coaching as well as my gifted spiritual nature that comes out very easily when I coach. So those are the things that I do. I'm in California, was raised Californian, um, runway model since I was 12. Found God since I was about three, four, like I was talking about, I could hear him. And so uh, I grew up in a very positive family that would not stop me from being part of God and helping other people first. Hello there. Yes, Don, do you have any questions Hi, here for, for, for Tina? Oh. Oh, 
I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> uh, good. I like it that way. I am the wow woman, so that's awesome. Well, <laughs> well you, you can't you can't say that to an Italian. Uh, it's okay. I, I used to be married to an Italian, so I do understand. Okay. Well, I'm happily married to a wasp. Good. So what can I tell you? Well, uh, there you go. Well, that's beautiful. <laughs> God bless you and your relationship. Yeah. Well. Uh, 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 Actually, to tell you the truth, you, uh, I have been. Uh, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be around. But, uh, you, you know, you know awesome. uh, we will venture down the spiritual track. And how do you define the spiritual? You know, uh, it's a word we throw around. But how do you define it? I define spirituality as God and science put together in an energy form that comes from within your soul. And that spirituality can only be significant to your fingerprint. So each person is absolutely different than another, and every fingerprint is just as important as each other. And everyone has their own purpose and role, and they wrote their, they, they wrote their script with God, so they have their plan and their mission. Now, if you say on it, that's part of why coaching is so important. But if you say on it, that's the key role, because then you're fulfilling a mission that gives you total, ultra, brilliant, I don't know what you want to call it, call it amazing beauty, because it's really the truth of what your whole life was meant for. I have a book that's out that's called True Self, and True Self is all about finding what that little, that little soul in there is about, and if you find out what spirituality is about, it's that soul that is actually bigger than the outside. That world in there is more important and more valuable to share with the rest of the world to do your purpose than anything is on on the outside. So, so, like I was talking about how I do coaching, the reason why I do coaching is because most people don't understand and their spirituality. They have an inclination. They have an innate gift to feel an intuitive reason. They feel something that's natural and they feel it's nature and things affect them in life, but they can't understand it. They can't can't break through it. They don't make sense out of it. They don't really have a foundation to show the proof of what, what it means. And so I truly define spirituality as actually finding that proof, truly teaching all the gifts and showing that everyone could have telepathy. Everyone can have the gift of healing. Everyone can have intuitive nature of seeing and feeling and knowing things. Everyone usually has one of those three, because those are the strongs that are out there. I mean, I mean, why do people see auras? Why do people know before something happens, a premonition, that they know something's going to happen because they have precognition? There's clairvoyancy. I mean, since the 1930s, they found people that can move things. That's telekinesis. So why aren't these things out there? Why are they protected? Why are they hidden? from most of the everyday people, because people don't know to look for the spirituality. They don't know to raise their muscles to be strong. And the strength in their muscles shows them what their spirituality is. It defines them. It truly tells them who their true self is. Um, today, what happened, you guys might think this is very cool, Don. Uh, today, I'm at a big, big seminar for business owners because my client was going to be here, so I want to make sure to be here for her. And she spoke uh, on stage with Dr. Phil. So I supported her to make sure she got what she needed and was set up and asked the right questions to ask. And, and, and it was really, really amazing. Dr. Phil was just so awesome because he really relates to people on, it's about family. Your spirituality relates all back to caring and loving and being around your family. You know, and... And if you think about what just happened in Thousand Oaks, we don't have a lot of that in California, thank God. But if other countries and other areas have anywhere from terrorism to events like the Thousand Oaks situation, what is the actual responsive nature to the families that are going through the moral value of, okay, why would God let this happen to my child? I mean, that's one of the biggest things that people have problems with is if they have a family member, somebody they love, die. 
how could that be spiritual nature? Why would God allow that to happen? That's a bad thing. But this is the part that people don't understand. His spiritual nature is not about death. It's not about life. It's about knowing who's in charge and where you come from. What you're made of. What, you, your, what your deal is, if you want to say it. Your stick, if you're from East Coast. You know, what, what is it about in, in your life that you're here for? What's your plan? What's going to motivate you to the next level of your life? You know, and... If you, you look at it, Don, are you there? You know, Don, uh, are you there? I just want to make sure you're there. I, I didn't want to. Oh, oh no. Uh, Good. Uh, I, I believe the best hosts are those that let the guests talk. Yes, oh, yes. We, 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 we don't sure interrupt that. anybody. We just let them say their, say their piece. And uh, tell us a little bit about your Wait, website you and, and everything before we get back into everything. Mm-hmm. Plug your website oh, and everything. Uh, my website, thank you. My website is tinapain.com, and I am an ultra-intuitive business coach. I've worked on board. Um, I've told people when to send contracts through for millions of dollars and when not to, to make it the most positive aspect of the business and highest good. I only work with good businesses and people that are doing good things with the company. I am a clairvoyant so I can see things before they happen. So I help business owners to really, and corporations, I work a lot with corporations, departments of people, and really motivating their clients, you know, to move forward with the marketing or the management aspects of their business. Um, Another part of that is that I have business products where I have books. I also have e-books that are coming out. Uh, uh, My website, again, is tinapain.com. And could you spell it out? Part, could, could you yeah, spell it out for people? Tina, dot com. And my father, my grandfather built the Holy Site of Los Angeles. So my name is very popular in Los Angeles. I was a host on the Oscars and then runway model. Um, I've done a lot of, I was one of the first reality TV stars as well. I worked on Dr. Venom too. But The one thing that I would talk about is most people need to understand that they have gifts. They have the ability to do things that are innate inside of them if they have a pure heart, if they're in light with God. I know most people love to curse. I think that's hilarious because when I look at someone's aura that curses, everything around them turns dark gray. And if they really are evil or they talk really bad to someone, they turn black around them. Now, I was born seeing this. So as a child, I saw the shadow people, which most of your audience will relate to. A lot of children see shadow people when they're young. And what these are is they're not, they're not like a, a high-up level of a demon, but they're a demon, you know, a lower level. And what they are, they're like a silhouette in, in all black energy. Pretty crazy. But I grew up seeing that, and I have met so many people that have seen the same thing. And now I realize that, you know, it's something that they come after you when you're young because they try to make sure you don't become what you're supposed to be in the future. In the light. Because you wrote your script with God. You know, in the Luciferian type, you know, I, I don't want to say animals, but those energies know what you're going to be and they know what exists. Now, the part of gifts that's really amazing to tell your audience is that everyone has a responsibility to find themselves. If you don't know yourself, the easiest way is to really connect. You can look in the mirror and look in your left pupil and tell yourself, I love myself. I love myself. And what I, treat, what I teach clients of mine even very high-end billionaires, I tell them the same thing. You look deep down into that black pupil, very, very deep down, and you look to see them trying to connect to your true self that's either on a planet or in a realm that is the trueness of who you are because that true person could not be in your body. 
you would blow it out. It's, it's too strong for a human actual body. Um, but, but gifts are so valuable, and the stronger you get with them, the more valid what you do in life becomes. The more your mission seems on a one-way street, there's nowhere else to go. You know, it's like hitting the bumpers on the side of the road. You don't fall off the road. You know where the road is, and you go down. down. Uh, I've, uh, worked with, I've worked with, go ahead. No, I was going to interrupt you to, to, um, yeah. to ask a question, which actually was posed to me over the weekend, and I've thought about it since. You know, why, uh, we've built this country. Um, uh, I was at, uh, at a uh, seminar on Frederick Jackson Turner, the great historian that no one talks about anymore, who had the theory... Okay. Uh, you know, the West, uh, a constantly westward moving frontier explains the American character. Um, uh, but uh, at the conference, uh, someone posed this question why do we need so many people to help us, fi quote, find ourselves when uh, uh, in our past, what we've done is, in effect, gone out and found, found ourselves by ourselves? And uh, built a great country, but uh, okay. you know, go ahead. I mean, uh, there's more to it, but please, if you got an answer, I'd like to hear it. Oh, absolutely. Well, I'm a clairvoyant, so I already understand what you're talking about. The actual truth of the nature is they did not find themselves, or else the world would be a different place by now. We would already be probably physically flying. You know, um, people have got the innate ability to grow. And sometimes there is a downfall. Sometimes there is a lack of knowledge. Sometimes there is almost like you've got an extinguisher to, to like this amazing fire that's going, and then it's been extinguished out, and then all of a sudden we rebuild, we redo. I mean, look at dinosaurs. We don't see any dinosaurs around. So life has a way of changing constantly. But I honestly know this, that it's all in God's and in God's time, it sets a value to the difference between good versus evil and where it recollects to, as in there's a purpose and a time for the immediate matter, no matter what it is. And it could be that when you deal with people that are very uneducated or they've realized that there's nothing, that there's nothing left to see, Oh, and that there's something going on. I'm on a live radio show. It just closed on you, sorry. And so um, I had some people walk into the room. I apologize. And, and so when you look at different things in your life, what you would imagine is, okay, we should be like super intelligent by now if that's where we started. Well, don't you every day go through pitfalls or every week or every year or in life by generation? People die, things happen. Well, why do all these things happen? They happen because you're supposed to be at a certain point, at a certain part, at a certain time, when it's not about just one of us. It's about this whole planet. And if this whole planet has been waiting for the right time to be in such a higher level of technology, a higher level, level of understanding, and the biggest thing is, is people are actually talking about emotional intelligence. You know, we were talking about emotional intelligence back in Egypt. Where did it go? Why did we just, like, reinvent the wheel again? Why didn't it just constantly go through? Because it wasn't the time. There is a war between good versus evil here. And that passion of, of principality is strong. The dark wants to own the planet. The evil people from other planets want to own the planet. Yeah, yes, and, but, I, but I'd like to interrupt you. I, I, I don't really want to. Because, uh, uh, you know, you, you, you're wrapping this um, up, and, and I, I think very well, by the way, but, but it still doesn't, to me, answer the question. I, um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm 75. I've seen a lot okay. of things. So my dad. Okay. Oh, oh my God! So yeah. you're old, so you could be my daughter. Yes, I could. Thank you. Uh, um, but 
you know, we we seem to be saying that uh, we have to find ourselves. We have we have to do this. We need to do that, rather than um, saying um, um, by by the time we we reach twenty one or twenty two, our, our we have formed the bedrock of our of who we and what we are, and we, we spent we should we spend the rest of our lives building on that bedrock. Yet, um, I, I absolutely agree. You know, yeah, we seem to spend uh, uh, years, uh, um, uh, and I, by the way, believe in um, uh, talking to a psychologist, uh, a psychiatrist, but we, uh, to quote, trying to identify what we are, what's our core being, etc. But we don't seem to have built into ourselves the, the bedrock to which to be successful people. Exactly. Okay, so what's your question on that? I'll, and I'll be glad oh, to explain. See, but, uh, uh, but you, you, you seem to say this is uh, what, um, what we should be doing. But I'm saying what... Uh, uh, certainly in my life and other people I've seen are successful, uh, there, there are exceptions, that they seem to have built careers on the bedrock and and uh, uh, created productive lives, um, which, frankly, I don't see our younger generation doing. I absolutely agree with you, but I don't look at it as generations and I don't look at it as curves. Because that's the stats they put out there. But I, I've met so many amazing people that are young. I met two amazing people that they already own their business and they're only 18 years old. And their, their business is a three-figure business. So I don't relate to the inequality of generational curve or intelligence or growth. Now, yes, I agree. My grandfather's well, uh, time I, was see, one I, of the strongest times. I do. Time. So see, I, I've been looking at, the, uh, to, to quote the, the book, The Greatest Generation, you know. Um, uh, well, no, that's what I was what, saying. Is uh, my grandfather's time was the best generation for strength and durability in work, ethic, work. But now, now we are to a time where the choices that we make are survival. And most people aren't raised in an environment of a, of a full family. They're raised with one parent, even if. And that is not that is not good. So they don't even have the beginning of a foundation. So they need the coaching. They need to get closer to God. They need to understand the fundamentals of life. They need to understand that there is there is so much so much passion in finding what you are capable of doing and the value in yourself instead of rebelling just because somebody doesn't give you what you think you're entitled to. I was always a worker. My first job came when I was 14 and a half and I cleaned spring presses because I told my dad I wanted to make money like my brother and my older sister. And he says, well, go and get a job. And I said, well, uh, how? And he says, go down the street, down the, down the little downtown, and walk through every door and tell them, you'll clean trash cans, you'll do whatever it takes. I did, and I got the job. I worked there for two years, and I kept growing, learning, and then moved to the front of the office, and then moved out and worked for, for other companies. But I learned that from the fundamentals of my dad telling me to take the little red wagon, go pick some avocados, and go sell them on the front corner with my sister. Yeah, may I stop and you right I, there? May I stop yes. you right there? Absolutely. Uh, right now, there is a trial going on about... Uh, uh, oh, the Harvard admissions uh, 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 procedures and how they discriminate against Chinese uh, uh, Asian uh, uh, applicants. But what's come out of the trial, uh, almost as a byproduct, is that going to work is not valued as highly in uh, admission to Harvard and to schools like it as doing, quote, good works. Uh, uh, so you're saying experience in work versus getting educated? No, uh, versus uh, 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 going out and being uh, uh, helping out a soup kitchen or uh, uh, 
uh, founding a uh, uh, a pro-Israel uh, youth movement or, or what, whatever. Apparently, if if I'm reading the uh, uh, transcripts from the, the trial from all of the trials that are there, that um, uh, someone who's worked four years in high school in order to build up an education fund is less value uh, under the emissions uh, guidelines of Harvard uh, than having done uh, uh, all of these extracurricular activities. Uh, okay. You, okay. Now, to no, me... But, but remember, I don't have the transcripts in front of me. So I don't know if that's exactly what its intention is saying. So I can only go off of what you tell me. And I... I can give yeah. you my opinion of what you and tell I, and, and I don't claim that I understand it uh, fully. Okay, cool. That's um, fine. But our society seems to value more these, quote, good works than they do the fact that you went and picked avocados for two years. Or, okay, or you whatever. mean good works as in charitable situations or working for, like, the Israeli pro-fund or something? Is that what you're asking me? Correct. Uh, our okay. society seems to say if you do quote good works while you're in high school, uh, that's okay. somehow more important than if you'd gone out and worked in your father's store. In fact, um, uh, there's a study coming out uh, to to that effect that we we seem to value the the so-called softer areas rather than uh, working your way through um, uh, at Woolworth. Or, uh, or Jason, both of which are gone. J.C. Penny, etc. Uh, okay, so what I'm understanding is you're talking about good works as in the value of doing charitable, organized situations versus a nine-to-five job or a current situation where you're actually physically school. working in an environment. Yeah, we're talking about high school. We're talking high school. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. It's, Not it's, college, but high school. Okay. Good to be clear. And I'll yeah, tell you no. how this came about, um, if okay. I may. Uh, I teach a, a course at Columbia for high school students, uh, oh, uh, and uh, and uh, at Columbia University, then they bring okay. kids in from around the uh, country. And okay. when I asked them how many of them had jobs, well. Uh, uh, um, and I've been doing this for now 10 years, and I've okay. noticed over the 10 years, my last class, less than 20% of the class had jobs. But all and, of them, uh, my yeah. class is about how to get uh, the, into the college of your choice, but all of them did all sorts of other activities. And they thought okay, that and what was, was it 10 important. years ago? Oh, uh, t 10 years ago, it was over 60% of the class, if not closer to 70%. Uh, okay, so you, so you see the justification in the way our, our communities have changed. Absolutely. And the ages and how the responsibilities have changed. They don't have any, or they have very little, and they sleep all day or whatever it is. So I absolutely agree with you. And yes, it is almost a generational curse, but it's not. It's about people being responsible to teach the young people. I work with young people that are amazing and brilliant, and they will be the future Teslas. They will be the future pinnacle president. But I honestly have to say this because my dad and I talk about these things all the time. And the focus of what's important is generating combinations of teaching that are the factors of our real, real roots of where we want our country to go. You have to... You have to discipline the people to grow the tree. So you have to figure out what tree you want. Do you want an orange tree? Do you want an apple tree? And that's where our society has to take hold. Everybody has to be responsible and accountable for their own lives being better people. So what does that come back down to? It comes back down to what you're made of. Who are you? What is your purpose? Because if you know what your purpose is, now you're building that kind of tree. But if you don't do that, then you don't know where you're going, and then you're just going to, oh, well, well, I don't have to work, so I'll just go do that. I'll be the 20% margin. I won't be the 60-80% margin that actually goes and starts being something in the world where I hear some beeping. 
Okay, and and being something that truly becomes, excuse me, excuse me, and truly becomes something that's a value on this planet, that creates value, that does something that gives purpose to other people. I, I mean, if we didn't have Ford, we wouldn't have Ford automobiles. If we didn't have Jesus, we wouldn't be forgiven for sin for most of the people that are biblically related to Christianity or something in that man. Now, just in those two instances, both are just as valuable because they make a difference. Not in the value they created, but in the value of them being alive and, mm -hmm. and finding their purpose. Now, sometimes the man that changes a trash can is just as valuable as doing it. But that's what people have to figure out. That's the union of life. It's all going challenges and figuring out what's true, what's not, where you fit, what goes on, what's your value. But it always comes back to the same thing. What is your true self? What are you made of that's going to make your decision? What do you want to go to Harvard? Are you going to be the top president of this company because you worked up in the mailroom and never went to college? I mean, Branson couldn't even speak clearly. He had many issues, stuttering. I'm around a billionaire today that he, he, he had a stuttering problem, and he's a very good friend of mine. He had a stuttering problem that was one of the biggest problems of his life to get over, and people used to make fun of him throughout his whole life. He had terrible parents. And this guy is one of the wealthiest people in the world. He has 59 companies. And the biggest pe people in the world come to him for advice. So it really is about the opportunity of making a decision to find who you are, having a mission, really deciding what you are and, and what's next. And that's why I coach. That's why I took on coaching. It was really a gift from God. 2015, God says, that's it. Stop working for other people. I've been a vice president of corporation. I, I, you know, I've almost got my doctorate in metaphysics. So I'm no just blonde-headed cutie from Hollywood. I'm someone that grew up with a family of discipline, and what you are is who you are. So stand for something that's of value. Make a difference in the world. Change lives. Make things happen. My family started Knights Templar way back, cue to pain. And still in our blood, we protect people. It's just the way we are. We can't change that. And when you have conversations with these young people, they have none of those stories. If you didn't go to school and become a teacher, so to tell people not to go to school or to tell people to go, go to work, that isn't my position. That's their experience to challenge themselves to decide what's best for them, to find their true mission, their true purpose, and what they value it. But if we don't give them the tools when they're younger, to start figuring out what their mission in life is, to be the best person they could be, to stop them from becoming a villain, to not make money so important that they're starving and killing people to just get some pennies to, to look cool. You know, I was driving, and it was 11 o'clock at night. I was going home, and I was in getting off of the, um, pardon me, the 60 freeway in California, getting off in Rosemead Boulevard. And God told me to stop and pick up this person. So I went and did a U-turn, and I picked up this person. I pick up this guy, and this guy has a flat tire. And he used to be one of the biggest drug lords of, of let's just say, that area, or at least down there. I, I don't want to say anything because I don't want him to have problems. But he was a big drug dealer. And he got in the car, and he says, well, you're God sent. And I go, yes, I know. God told me to put you up. And he looks at me. And I said, I go, well, what is it? And he goes, you know, you were meant at the right time to pick me up, and I was meant to talk to you. And I go, why is that? And he told me, I'm, I'm a very big, big drug dealer. I stopped doing it. I found God, and I'm doing the right thing. I have a job, and I'm working for these measly pennies, and I'm going through a real bad time right now of, do I go back to it because my girlfriend really wants this, you know, first. And I don't know if I can keep this up. The first 
for $400 and I don't have it. And I said, well, does that purse mean love to her? And he goes, well, and I said, but think about this. If that purse is so valuable to her, that's what's more important. It's not love. It's not about her loving you and surviving and keeping you clean and worrying about your soul. It's more important she gets this item and this thing. Now, that's the type of thinking we're talking about. We're, we're stopping people from being bad people for the wrong reasons that they're following the wrong reason. They knew their true mission and their value in life. They would never have gotten there to begin with. They wouldn't end up killing people or being bad or drugging people, whatever it is. Now, this guy in Thousand Oaks just shot up 12 people and they're dead. They're not coming back tomorrow. They're dead. And these families are hurt from this. All of these wonderful, beautiful souls are gone off of this planet because this one person that was 28 years old, a Marine, had these serious issues with whatever's going on in his life that he took and was greedy and took these other people's lives away. Now, if that could have been stopped by a coach like me or a teacher or, or someone like yourself, a teacher, that could have stopped them and said, hey, let's find your true value. Let's invest in you and let's figure out what you're going to be in life and let's help you. Because whoever you grew up with didn't give you the nutrients you needed. They didn't give you what you needed to fill your brain. They didn't give you the knowledge. Now, if that person would have had the skills and knowledge, they would have done better in their life. And they probably would have never, ever decided to kill themselves and these 28 other people. And that's why I do what I do. Now, is it a spiritual thing? Yes. But isn't everything in our body made of water and energy and light? Now, if we take away some of those white blood cells, now we've got a weaker immune system, so this bacteria and things that are bad for us, bad bacteria, can actually kill us, just even just bacteria. In other countries, bacteria can kill a person. If a person has AIDS, bacteria can kill a person. So sometimes the smallest things, if we don't keep our immune, our immunity up, if we don't keep our knowledge up, if we don't keep our focus up, if we don't figure out what's most important in life for us that has true value, that has a passion for us that we never turn our head and we focus on what is what we want to do in life, who we want to be. If these young people had a, a proper coach, mentor, someone they could look up to that they really admired, they had passion for it, athlete, somebody, but an athlete that wasn't going sleeping around cheating on his wife. I mean, like someone, a very, very good soul, a good person. They would have someone to remarkably look up to. Most children aren't born to be evil or ugly or mean. They learn this as a behavior. It's been proven. So if they would, you know what I mean? If they would learn this already when they're young, they would grow up strikingly wonderful for other people. They would create this positive around them everywhere they went. Every room I enter, people say, I felt your energy. I felt this light. And these are people that are business people. They're not woo-hoo people or spiritual people or people that are like into religion. These are people that are just trying to be good business people. So I've met every walk of earth, everything, from monks to ministers to prostitution to gangsters to... Um, government officials. I worked with. I worked with. A, I worked with a governor out of Florida, a governor elect, and it's on my Facebook. Uh, I do a lot of live Facebook, and they're really amazing because they help and they tell a lot of story and they help people with their lives for free. And this governor, uh, governor elect, pardon me, he was looking at what's next because he wants to do what's right for the world. And if it's not him taking the spot as governor, he respects that. Now, that's 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 to put yourself out there, number one. Number two is to say, if this isn't supposed to happen, then I want to do whatever I'm supposed to do for me, whatever's right. That's accountability. When you get to that level, that's accountability. The next level is owning who you are and actually, actually mentally, physically, and everything in your life 
being attracted to what that mission is, where you're going, and knowing, knowing by this innate ability that every person you meet, there's a purpose, there's a reason. Now you're at a higher quality of living. You're at an understanding of nature. And now you're working with metaphysics, quantum physics, and everything that affects you, the IQ, the EQ, emotional <laughs> intelligence. All these things come into effect. Well, you know, it's interesting what you said um, just now because uh, just across my desk this morning came a, a study of uh, uh, almost uh, 3,000 um, uh, individuals and said that mentoring as a, um, uh, a, a part of corporate cult culture and culture in general has declined over the last 10 years. This is a, a longitudinal study involving it. And it's, it's interesting you bring it up. And as, I'm, as you were talking, I, I was thinking to myself, uh, perhaps, uh, as the book said, the last American hero was Joe DiMaggio, uh, because, um, uh, you know, uh, because he, he lived a life and he made it a certain way. Uh, and our, right, current right. Athlete, our current athletes do not seem to be um, the same caliber. Well, okay, so the, the first part of it is that depended upon what study it was because I always look, I, I have think tanks and I, I, I have a school and a school I'm building in different countries in Sweden and some others that they grow the gifts of knowledge and very high spiritual gifts. Now, when it comes comes across as a study, number one. First, you have to understand whoever, there's somebody going to be partial, no matter what we do. There's, there's never an impartial, even in the fact of the fact, there's always an impartial part of any type of survey or poll. The second part is that we're talking about what is the negotiation of what are the facts that happen within society. We take every part of our, our society, and if we break it down, we can find many things wrong with society. We can find that, that in that study, the fortitude of people have changed. They no longer want to risk anything in life. Let's say nobody wants to ever jump out of a plane anymore, you know, and that, that percentage has gone down to like 2% or something. Well, there's so many things out there that aren't watched. They're not notified. They're not reported on. And, and, and yeah, I, I honestly, uh, I, I believe it's very probable that mentoring has gone down because that's why I see a, an upshift and up inward climb that people are getting coaching, that mentoring is starting to skyrocket. And the reason why I say that is because I've been around 2,500 people last year in the room that I spoke to that all want to be coaches. And I was coaching the coaches. So I'm a leader for leaders. So if that many people are paying to be there in a room to get coached by a coach, that tells you mentoring and coaching is definitely coming back. And more and more people are looking for it because, yes, it isn't with the athletes. It isn't with the movie stars. They're getting divorced and they're having all these issues. And then there's the Illuminati. Then there's, you know, there's all these things that they're causing the younger people to question, well, what is an Illuminati? What is, you know, uh, uh, this guy doing with his wife if over here he's buying her a diamond ring to make up for cheating? I mean, I, I, when I first saw that, I said, okay, now we've got a society issue. And then there's a family of people that are supposed to be a family unit, and then the man becomes a woman, and the family is all about ad advertising the children to become big stars so they can date other people to make more money. <laughs> now, when do we stop greed, and when do we start value of life? When do we start the value of actual true people recognizing what the value in life is supposed to be instead of getting programmed to do what you see in the news or what you see on media? Because if you're getting programmed by what you see on the television, then you're getting lied to because that isn't your, you're not getting both sides of the story. So how do you know what's true and what's not? Did you see yeah. the woman when she had no makeup on and then she comes out with diamonds and you find, 
find out, oh, those are C and Ds. I mean, can I that's where the kids, yeah, absolutely, but that's where the kids get the knowledge. They're not getting taught by their parents. Just yesterday, I committed the ultimate faux pas, and and I I went into a flower shop to, uh, whenever I happen to uh, go into the city, because I rarely do now into New New York, I always bring back flowers for my uh, my wife. Good man. uh, and but there was a man there buying this big bouquet of flowers. So instead of, uh, I said to him, "Oh, what did you do wrong?" And he said, "No, it's my my uh, it's our twentieth anniversary." Boy, did I have egg on my face. <laughs> well, maybe I hate to say this, but maybe, and I don't but, like the word hate. I, I, I want to point ahead. out it's because we in our society we've been become a condition to uh, flowers now are, are really uh, f- uh, for forgiveness. When, when a man buys flowers like that, it's uh, usually asking for forgiveness, going to the ball game instead of coming home, etc. But anyway, I just thought I'd bring it up because as you were talking, that just well, flashed me, into my no, mind. No, that's great. Well, let me give you another perspective. So, may I? May I give you another perspective? Yes, go ahead. Go ahead, I'm, my I'm sorry. Great. Okay, so look at it like this. Say in, let's say there's Smallville, because Superman is cute. Smallville and Hootersville and Silvertown. There's, there's these three little towns. Well, in Silvertown, the men over there buy flowers when they get in trouble. You know where I'm going now. And then maybe in Smallville, they buy flowers when they're only... Only in love, they, well, you know, they just buy flowers all the time, okay? And in this other one, they buy flowers when they feel that maybe it's just a birthday, or it's a holiday, or it's an anniversary. Now, each one of them have their own perspective of what they think the rest of the world is doing. But they actually are doing the opposite of the others. And so the generalization is that where you come from or who you've been circulating around, the people around you, has made you or what you've seen on TV or, you know, wherever your collection of thought has come from, has come from this justification that this is your committed opinion of what it means when flowers are bought. But the thing I would say is, is not everyone's going to think the same way as you. I know men that they buy flowers all the time. I know my cousin, her husband buys flowers for her every Saturday when he goes to the market. He goes to the outside market in, I think it's Westwood or whatever that is, and he always buys her flowers every Saturday. Now, they, that, that person and you would have, her husband and you would have exactly different opinions of when to buy flowers. Now, I understand about how society seems to crinkle whole things and change the value of, of what happened. But the biggest thing I would say is, is, is we all, and we're all guilty of it at, at all different times, is to not have judgment. We shouldn't judge other people in, in a matter of speaking. I don't like to tell people what to do, but, but we honestly shouldn't judge anyone. We shouldn't unless they're doing some harm or evil or something that is absolutely wrong. Now, it's a cute joke about, oh, what did you do wrong? And, and I think that's cute because that's just a little fun play. It's banter or sarcasm. But, but the part that's the true factor for me, me, that's the most discipline of what you said, was each of those towns have a totally different thought process of where those flowers go for what reason. You know, you see my point? I'm sorry? But do you see my point on how the perspective is so important? And that yes. comes from our value yes. system. What we're around, what we circulate around. This. If we're a positive person, do we see the best in everything? Are we always judging people? Are we isolated? Are we creating an environment where we share the opinion of what is the true facts and also what is best in nature instead of what is best for me or what is... What can I get out of it? Instead, it's value. It's true value. True, true self. Being the person that's going for the perspective at the mission. 
trying to find the best, highest self you could be at every maximum point of your life, being good to others. That's what I see in the flower shop, is that your value and his value were just two different things. It was a fun, cute little thing, but the true bottom line of it, you know, because I'm a left brain and a right brain. I use both. And so I, I think the part of when we think is our true nature has to come through our soul heart, through our mind. And I've worked with the stockbroker industry and executives my whole life, and I work with them even more now. And the one thing that makes a disciplined decision better than another is when a person thinks with their left and right hemisphere and they think with their heart or their soul heart through their mind versus someone that just thinks through their mind. Because the one that thinks through their heart won't, won't hurt somebody out of greed or out of an opinion nature that attacks someone. That person will make that decision out of honest goodness and common sense and then facts with the business. So well, if there was an executive, well, go ahead. Can I, you, you, you say that, yet I, too, too many times in my life I've seen, um, and I just happened to, unfortunately, to have had a dinner last night with a man um, uh, who did not know that I knew him in his previous existence. He was the hatchet oh. man for his corporation. And his, oh, wow. great, and his great uh, thing was to uh, uh, fire people um, before a mate your holiday, particularly um, before Christmas. Uh, um, they were going through a pruning period over, over three years, and his job, but he took great delight in firing people just before Christmas, uh, rather than wait either after Christmas or, or into the new year, which wouldn't have Did made you ever, Sorry for interrupting. Did you ever ask him why he was like that, why he did that? Why he enjoys well, it? Well, uh, no, but someone else did uh, on his way out, and he, and he said, because I can. Okay, so that's just a power, sadistic, uh, narcissist, probably, sorry, but probably person. I mean, well, I can't, with a degree of understanding, I can understand the kindness of someone that would do that. That's not appropriate, and it's very bad. Oh, so I know. I know, I know. Yeah. He doesn't know. He actually made that answer to somebody he had just fired, a very senior executive, who happened to be a, a friend of mine. And he did not know uh, well, as we sat for dinner. But as my okay. father said many years ago, even though your heart is cold, butter melts in your mouth. Uh, we, uh, we were dealing uh, I had to deal with this man. But uh, uh, it, it's interesting. You, you're Right, we should be doing things from the heart, but I'm I'm seeing too, uh, too much in this world today where we're doing things be, uh, cold or, uh, as this man said, because I can, or simply because it's the only way I can get ahead, and we're okay. so, we seem to be losing that uh, idea of the heart. Well, I deal with some of the strongest executives around the world that are fighting for good. And I'll tell you my perspective just to make you feel a little bit better because I understand your perspective because of my dad. I mean, at one point, my dad lost both of his brothers from cancer and they weren't very far apart from each other. And my dad just felt like, you know, I'm the middle brother and I lost both of my brothers. What's, what's the reason? Why should I stay around? I might as well just go. I mean, you know, I might as well, okay, God, come take me. But, you know, never suicidal, just, you know, like, okay, well, if you're going to take them, might as well take me. And I turned around and I said to my dad, I go, Dad, you know what? I go, you know what's the most, and it was right after the death, and that's why he was hurting. And I said, Dad, I go, you can't go anywhere. You have to be here for me. I need as much of you as I can get so I learn, so I can help others, so I can keep it going. And people like that gentleman, that man, are people that didn't have someone give them enough love. Didn't have someone give them enough knowledge on how to treat others. Didn't give them the basic fundamentals in the playground when they were a little kid. And they've become a bully. They've become someone that 
use it, use it to hurt others because inside, whatever that deep root is of conviction and that hurt him, he's getting back. He's using vengeance. He's significantly taking the pain from himself and using it and is happy and pleased when he hurts others because of his pain. If we all loved each other, gave each other comfort, and truly, truly disciplined the ones that have been doing wrong and, and straighten out the bad things like Trump's doing with the 30,000 indictments that are coming, there's a lot that could happen that could bring people to a higher, more beautiful, loving community. And it'd be throughout the world. And it's happening. I'm seeing things happen that I've never seen before. I'm seeing things in Rico all the way to environment, all the way to technology, and then wrapped back around. And God bless Elon Musk for trying to always make life better. You know, I have read so much of his stuff, and I'm so impressed. But it takes all of us being a part of it. And, yeah, that guy is, is, you know, he really needs a hug. He needs somebody to straighten him out. Because this is not what life is built on, is taking away from others or hurting other people. It is the Scrooge theory, you know? How many I have, you know? But they die alone with Penny, so good for them. But they're alone. Well... Let, let, let's hope that, well, uh, if you go to John O'Hara, he says, uh, uh, he wrote and said, we all die alone. And he may be right about that. Um, well, we die with God, so we're never alone. Oh, yeah, okay. we're always, we always oh, yeah. have God, angels, and many other things, so we're never alone. But mm-hmm. the big part of that is, is that when I say that, I say unconditional love to that man. Mm-hmm. That's creating pain for others. Unconditional love, because I have met selfless people that when it happened to them, they went back to the guy and said, you know what, I don't blame you. And I still love you as a human being. And you you might have right now tried to destroy my life, but I have met so many amazing people in this world that their, their lives are being changed because you know what's happened. If people are choosing, no matter if they have 10 cents, they're going to love them. They're going to love God. They're going to love other people, and they're still going to be a good person. And they're going to go out there and work hard. They're going to go out there and strive. Back to what I was talking about value. They're going to go out there and fight to be someone that makes a difference in this world instead of go sit on that couch like we were talking about. Well, well, do you remember that old saying, why do mothers stay in the hospital three days after the birth? No, I don't know. Um, to, To learn how to instill guilt. Uh, for the child? <laughs> for the child. It's an old joke. Oh, jeez. Well, if there was any guilt, you'd have to talk to my mom because I was born on her foot uh, and feet. Uh, well, Jiggy, are we, uh, I don't... Uh, well, we let, let's let, let, let's do this. Um, Dawn, but before we let you go uh, for the day, how do we find you online, my friend? Well, DonMazzello.com uh, um, that's a, a place you learn all about me. Recalculating.biz, Food and Wine Insider, and uh, uh, two SB Digest. Uh, the four places you can get me or my book. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, an American fa- Family Sampler. And uh, uh, what else could I say? It's, it's been an extremely interesting hour. Yes. And thank you. Yes, it, it, it has. Uh, I guess like uh, like this uh, reaffirm my faith in in, uh, in the human race and Americans <laughs> in particular. Now, thank uh, God, Don. Thank God. <laughs> we need more of that. Now, uh, now, but Tina. God bless you. I'm glad I did because that's what we need. Where where, yes, do, where do we find you online and social media and all these things? Okay, so all of my social media is Tina. D-A-Y-N-E, and I am not, there is another woman out there named Bryson. I am not her. I have long blonde hair. I'm very tall, Caucasian, and I'm six foot tall. And so you can find me on tinapain.com. That relates to all my other sites, my healthybodyscan.com. I also have my angel planet. 
uh, care, and all of these things are happening in regards to my self-coaching, so you can go right online on tinapain.com and ask to do a discovery session for coaching. And I love coaching people because when you coach with someone, you change the way you think about the world. So you find the new way, just like Don did. He believes that people are out there that are getting better. So, okay, our society has hope, Don. So that's a beautiful thing. And so if you want to get in touch with me for that, if you would like me to speak to your department or your corporation or in a seminar, it's also on there. And you can also reach me at 310-855-2263. And, again, that number is 310-855-2263. And my assistant will answer, or you can leave a message on our, our office. Fantastic. So, but those are the best ways to reach me. And thank you so much for having me on. And thank you, Don, for talking. It's been a delight. It's been a delight for, for me. I, I learned a lot. Yes, and that's why I'm on the Jiggy, Jiggy show because I always learn. <laughs> well, we learn. Awesome. We learn. We learn. Go ahead. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.